0: So we'll call this part two. Uh, this is the first time we've ever maxed out on the <laughs> length, but this is good. That's uh, good, all good content. This one we're going to shift a little bit. And much of your focus, right, has been, yes, commercial broadly, but network specifically. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Can you explain? I think really a lot of people that especially are not working anything with the commercial part of the airline – don't really know how network planning works and, and really what is network planning also even 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 our jobs i mean if you t- if i tell someone that's in the operation what it is they'll say oh that's cool but they don't really know <laughs> they usually don't know that is know. true yeah so could you explain um i guess network planning how that works and then maybe just a simple version of the different p- uh, other parts of commercial that kind of tie into it
1: yeah so look Network planning fundamentally, right, is deciding where the airline is going to fly. It, it, and and as a result, it's designing, it's also designing the airline. It's a, it's a different, it's a very, it's a very key function, right? Now in a, in a, in a hub and spoke airline where the hubs are defined, then it's, it's, it's planning additional growth around a, a relatively well-defined network to start with. But in a, in a, in a ULCC, in a in a startup airline, in a small airline, you're sort of you're, you're sort of figuring out where are the best place where are the best places to fly. We're uniquely we're uniquely rich in data in the U.S. in the U.S. market, so we, we, we have an unusually large amount of government data re- reporting required out of airlines. So there's a there's a report, the DOT report called the T100 that shows load factors for all airlines by 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 route by by route by month. And then there is a D- a, D- a DB one ticket sample report that gives the true origin destination of customers, and the f- and it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a ticket well it's called a ticket sample obviously some airlines are ticketless but it's a passen so it's a passenger sure. sample it's not, it's not it's a it's a journey sample uh, shows true origin of customers shows shows what they paid um, which air, which airline which airline they flew so we have we we have we have detailed demand data. In the U.S. marketplace, so we know, we know what the revenue is by market, by 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 O and D market. We know what the we know what the demand is. We we can see markets that are so we can you can, when you're network planning at Frontier, I'll use Frontier as the example here because it's most recent and it's more interesting actually. You're looking for, you're looking for markets that are that are that are underserved, and underserved can mean literally underserved. It, it, underserved means not enough capacity, but it can mean on truly just simply not enough capacity, or it can mean the capacity that's there is high fare, and there's a missing, there's a missing component of low, of low, of a lower fare, better value, better value offering. Fine, okay. So, one part of it is simply, well, where are the great places to fly? Well, I can I can come up with a list of the ten best places to fly, but if if the first one doesn't link up to anything that the airline already does, then the question is, well, okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna figure it out? So you're you're planning a network, but you're also planning, you have to plan the network as in the airplanes have to the airplanes have to have to be scheduled in a way that they fit together that, that that you can actually that you can actually design operational reliability into it <coughs> so look every airline looks within within a within a subset of the potential opportunities and looks at looks at where to where them where them where, where there's where there's opportunity you look at the demand data you look at so so you look at the you look at the available information you but you look at other factors as well you look at you look at population growth we look we looked at frontier we look at frontier look, we looked at frontier migration domestic migration data population population growth we looked at we looked at tr we looked at we looked at trend we looked at trends in near interna- in 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 international in near in near in near international in near international economies and you look at you look in 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 vacation destinations you look at you look at you look at hotel room capacity and you look at growth you look at growth in room capacity. Ultimately, growth in rooms, growth in rooms in a destination requires more demand to show up. Particularly in destinations where the only way basically people get there is by air, then that's going to that's going to drive the need for more air service. So you look at you look at income you look at income trends. You look at how we look we would look at household income. You're watching you're watching for information. You're watching for information, right? Because not while air travel is incredibly affordable, mm-hmm. it still skews it's still skews to a higher socioeconomic mix of the population. So you're, look, you're looking for all this. You're looking for all this data, and in other countries where you don't have the you don't have the demand data, you've got or you don't have certainly the the, the fare the ticket level demand data. You, you're having to make more guesses based on based on what you can what you, what you can see. Um, but no, at at, at an, air, an airline like Frontier, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating it's fascinating because you're try you're try you're, you're trying to figure out how to utilize the airlines the aircraft fully. You're trying you're trying to figure out what are the creative ways to. Are there markets you can fly that other airlines don't fly? Are there markets you can fly that other ULCCs don't fly? Are there mar- are there markets where there's clearly are there markets where there's clearly the, the wrong mix of capacity? I'll I'll give you an I'll, I'll give you an I'll give you an example. I don't think I'll get in trouble with anyone. <laughs> um, we started Frontier started Philadelphia Orlando in October two thousand fifteen with three times daily uh, three three times daily service, which was the first time I'd been at the airline that we'd ever started something three times three times a day. And I remember I interviewed with the then the then airline reporter at the Philadelphia Inquirer about how how was she, she noticed we never started anything three times a day. She's like, how do you know this is going to work three times a day? I'm like, I said at the time there were 13 other departures a day Philadelphia to Orlando and other airlines, um, and I'm like there are 13 relatively high cost airline departures a day and there are three low cost airline departures a day. I'm like I know it's 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 Florida from Philadelphia and it's the biggest destination in Florida. And I'm like. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. But if, if 16 is the right number of flights, it isn't going to be 13 of the high-cost variety and three of the low-cost variety. Mm-hmm. It's much going to be much closer to 13 of the low-cost variety and six of the high-cost variety. Um, and she's like, are you sure about that? I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the way economics is likely to make it work. And you look today at that market, and it's not it's, – it's not. It's not. It's not three and. It's not three and thirteen. But it's not far. It's not. It's much closer to the three. Three higher cost and, and thirteen low cost, version rather than the other way around, and so that's the fun thing about a ULCC. You're you're, you're sort of you're growing market. Of you're, you're growing market. Share. A lot of cases. You're, a lot. A lot of cases. It's stimulation of demand. But in 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 some cases, it some cases it is that the there's, there's an imbalance between. The, the cost of provision in the market and the and the actual rational demand in the market, um and and look it it's also great when so when, when you're an airline that doesn't fly everything daily where you can cu- you can come up with routes that don't that don't necessarily work to fly daily but fly fly it three times a week, fly it two times a week, fly it four times a week make 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 whatever <coughs> make whatever makes you want to make work work
2: yeah I was wondering how important is like networking because I know you have to work with the airlines and they all have their own like fees and stuff like that and some air airports can be more expensive or less yeah. expensive and is it important to know people like?
1: So this 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 varies by part of the world, right? So so in other parts of the world, you find airports doing specific deals with airlines, um, in some cases to get lower to get lower costs the US airports are generally municipally um, municipally owned um and under US rules you can't the airports can't exactly play favoritism there, there's there, there, look it's a, it's a, it's a, yes you have to build a working relationships with the airports absolutely um in some U- in, in some US airports in some US airports, without question there is um there is a short. There is a shortage of gate capacity, so you have to. So mm-hmm. an airline has to be creative. Look, the good and the good thing for ULCCs is, to some extent, they're more creative about how to figure out schedules. And to, to some extent, if there's more capacity at a certain time of day, we'll find. As an airline that focuses more on leisure traffic, you don't have to worry too much about your schedule utility to business to business travellers. Um, but, so then it fits in. Obviously, you, so network planning also includes it also includes building the schedule. Um, Assuming you've done that right, then then, then the role of the rest the, the, the rest of the team is set up as well one. Now now the job is to maximize the amount of revenue you generate on, on the on on the schedule. Um so that is both and that is a mix of traditional sort of traditional pricing and yield pricing and yield management and obviously at a ULCC like Frontier also also correctly managing the ancillary revenue items and 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 generating generating as much revenue as possible from from them as well there is there there is the relate there are the related fun, there's a related function of distribu- of distribution um which at airlines is how you how you how you sell your product broadly speaking outside of your own ecosystem so obviously airlines like selling via their their own websites um but are you also most, air, most airlines also distribute through through third part through third party channels. It's an interesting area where things are actually changing relatively quickly with with the with the with the NDC concepts that are that are coming out but that that's that, that's 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 tied in and then and then there's then there's then there's broadly a mar, then there's broadly a marketing function right that um, you' generating generating aware, generating awareness. Awareness for the airline, at, at, at front, at Frontier, managing the, the managing the loyalty programs, the non-air, the non-air the non-air related ancillary items like like the like the credit card, like like hotels and car rental and travel insurance, um, build building building brand awareness, build so doing some internal marketing work, right, doing some internal internal brand internal brand work as well. Um, and then in in then in, in the frontier organization and what whatever else is in there some some airlines have, have call centers and customer relations in their commercial functions um, at, at frontier e-commerce sit's an e-commerce also sits in the sits in the commercial team so to the the front end design of all of all customer digital all digital interfaces at the airline so it, it
0: all these little pieces and you 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 have the commercial part of the airline you have the operational part of the airline you need both to work. Obviously together, but you also each is equally uh, important for the profitability of the airline, and one can easily cause it to go
1: the other way, right? So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: So, so look, everything has. Your, airlines are uh, as much as much as we deliver as much as we deliver hundreds of thousands of passengers a day in the U.S. successfully to their destinations. Airlines are still a pretty complicated business. Yeah. Um, you you need the you need the op you you need. Well, you look. You need to collaborate, and and so this was this was this again. This is the advantage of, a, of the advantage of the front of the, so working at a smaller airline like Frontier was the opportunity to collaborate very closely with with the operating teams. Figure out. Build, build the network schedules in a way that's efficient from a crew planning perspective built build so so you, you get efficiency there build the build the, the scope build the schedules so they work, so they work well from a maintenance access perspective but yes it you have to deliver the you have to deliver the so 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 commercial plans the airline and and, get, and gets 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 the gets the revenue onto the airline then you actually have to deliver you have to deliver the airline to the customers who bought tickets on the airline and if you if you don't do that well then yes you're going to you're gonna you're gonna undermine your performance.
0: So all of these different, um, I guess, steps you've taken throughout your career. What would you give as advice to someone that says, "I want to get to, you know," and I'm sure a lot of people think this. I want to get to senior management level. In reality, what 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 makes it to, so that type of person can get to that place? I,
1: so, there's a so,
0: lot of aspects maybe say yeah. three no, no, or, no, no, or a no, few no 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 look I, I think i think
1: look i i think I, I think under i think understand i think understanding not not the, not the day you not the day you graduate from university but understand understand understanding the content being intellectually curious wanting to feel wanting to figure it out N- certainly on certainly on the commercial side never being satisfied that what you've that what you've done today is the best that you could possibly do. Um, there's always more. You can, there's always more you can figure out tomorrow. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. More you can do, and it, and figure out that, yeah. Figure out and and look as, as you move up in as you move move up in management. Understand what the bit. Understand what the the big picture portions of, of the, the big the bigger picture issues are. Understand what the what what sort of. <coughs> Understand the twenty percent of stuff that's key, that's taking up eighty percent of your time because the eighty percent works well enough that it only takes up twenty percent of your time, and on, because you're going to have to focus. By the nature of the nature of management, right, is focusing on things that need to be fixed rather and focusing on things that need to be done rather than focusing on the things that already work, mm-hmm. and so it's being and it's being able to it's being able to see, it's being able to it's being able to do that and being able to see see that part. Look. The other p- the other pieces that come with le- come with leadership as you get more senior. Some people are good at it, some people aren't. But they're they're, more, they're the more standard, regardless of where you go. You've got to be able to communicate. You've got to be you've got to be able to handle. You've got to be able to handle. So you, you, you're you're ma- you first managing and then actually leading people. And so you you've got to you got you got you got, got to develop the right style the right style of doing it, be, being cap- be be capable of doing it and be capable of doing the hard parts of it as well as the easy parts.
2: I know you said that. You were getting your MBA while you were in the bus operations, and then after that position, you got your first VP. Um, I think it was.
1: Yeah, that's all true.
2: Um, I was wondering, do you think MBAs like? Do you think that you need an MBA to make a big impact? Do you think it helps? <laughs> do you think it helps individuals? What do you think?
1: So. I probably could have had the same career without getting an MBA, um, and I <clears throat> I loved getting my MBA. Uh, I, I think the I, th- I think the Booth School of Business at the University of Chicago was a great place to go. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I find I I enjoy education, so that's that's, <laughs> that's fine. But re- in reality, no, do you need it? Do you need it in this industry? No, I don't think I don't think you do. I think if you're yeah, look. I'm not going to say that no one has ever benefited from having an MBA. There right, are MBA right. there are MBA entry programs into into many of the airlines. So that's a different entry route post MBA and you get and unsurprisingly you get you get more meaty roles coming in as an MBA than you do as an undergrad. But but no, I think you can do you you can do well in this industry and in fact I think if you if you went to look at if you went to look at the if you went to look at the senior leadership at a lot of the airlines you'll find quite a lot of people who don't ha- who don't have who don't have advanced degrees necessarily um, in in those in those roles if you prove you, if you prove you can if you prove you can you can do that you can do the job and if you prove you can sort of you, 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 you've got the, you've got the intelligence you've got the understanding you can you can you can do it you you don't need an MBA to get that to, to necessarily get that
2: do you – okay, I have another question, mini one. Same – same. Um, do you think that someone stands out more if they stay later in the office or <laughs> or if they, you know, just do their regular – do you think you notice them more as a high-level person as yourself?
1: Uh, <laughs> so, look, uh, what I tend to what – what I've tended to notice over time is I, I notice engagement. When when I'm when I'm in meetings with people, I have no I notice, I I notice I notice that intellectual curiosity. I, 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 for people working directly for me, look what I always want is that they want the job to get done. Yeah. I don't I don't really, I I I don't really think I, I don't really think you're not I don't really think you're not here at five fifteen that's a problem i think if the job's getting done the job's getting done if the job's not getting done that's where the problem is sure right i i think i think it So fundamentally it's fundamentally it's how do you it's how do you motivate people to 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 to, to, to give you the most they're going to get the, the most they're going to give you for some <coughs> some some people some people do some people get that by staying later that look there are do I notice people who stay late? Sure. I, and to some extent, yes. And I, that's the time of day when I don't tend to have meetings, so I can have conversations with people. And it's so look, is it nice to have people? Were there times when it was nice to have people who stayed late to have conversations with? Absolutely. Um, but that, that doesn't immediately say to me, that doesn't immediately say to me, someone who needs to be promoted. that That's not, <laughs> there are people for whom that would be a, that would be a yardstick. It's not, it's not my, it's, it's, it's a. It's not my yardstick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we have some quick questions okay.
1: here. <laughs> Do you carry any, any travel credit cards? Uh, yes, I have a lot of travel credit cards.
2: Do um, you know the count? Let's see if it beats Matt.
1: Um, I have. I have the Frontier Airlines World Mastercard. Wow. <laughs> I have. I have, uh, I have the United Explorer card. I have the American Standard... Base fee, the basic fee, American card. Um, I have Venture X, I have uh, Sapphire Preferred, and I have uh, Amex Platinum.
0: Why do you have the M- Amex Platinum and the Venture X? Uh,
1: the Venture X, because we used to have a Venture, and the $300 travel credit almost pays for the difference yeah. in price. Uh, the Amex Platinum, the Amex Platinum for the for the for the lounges at the moment. Currently, right. It's with the change with the change in additional user prices, we might do something different. But currently, currently, everyone in the family, the kids' first credit. I shouldn't say this. The, kid, the, kid, the kids' first credit. The kids, my two kids' first credit cards, both are both Amex Platinum Give it,
0: cards. Give them the gold. Give them the gold plastic one instead.
1: <laughs> um, well, no, they need them to get into land. Yeah, free yeah, now, yeah. So yeah. they need to, They needed to have the platinum one. Um, They're going to
2: be members since, and then for like a long. She's
0: <laughs> um, two years
1: old. <laughs> no they no they no they they, I'm they, kidding. they, they got the, they got the they got the cards when they turned 14 um uh the um the the, the benefit of that is and look there are other benefit there are other there are we we take advantage of other benefits on the on the pla- on the platinum card we get get we get the entertainment cr- we get the full entertainment cr- credit we've I've used the full sax I've used the full sax credit Different, different. They keep adding. They keep adding benefit. They keep raising the price and adding and adding and adding benefits. Um, we'll see what we do. We'll see sure. what we do with the latest increase in increase in price. Um, look, uh, the 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 venturex was a sort of. They gave us. They gave us a nice acquisition offer. It. The, we we just used the three hundred our first three hundred dollar cred, travel credit, travel um, credit, and it's. In a way, it's in a way it's more. In a way, the way they've set up their travel portal, it's probably actually a little, I find a little bit more usable than Amex's in some ways. So.
0: Sure, and uh, it will be nice with a little less overcrowding once they open the lounge in
1: Denver. Uh, I would imagine, it. Uh, well, yeah, well, I was hoping that the paid guests at the Centurion would reduce. They've reduced overcrowding, but it's hard to tell. Uh, Denver
0: it. is still, I don't uh, know, it's, I've it's, never noticed no difference.
1: I've noticed a little bit of a difference. I've, <laughs> I've noticed I've noticed fewer times when they say that they won't let you in. Sure, air. okay. I, I haven't been held back from going into the lounge. Favorite airline snack? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: current or of all time? Of all time. Southwest honey roasted peanuts.
2: Wow. And then now current.
1: <sighs> I don't know what the current favorite is. <laughs> Sna- I actually don't I don't know what my current favorite. I would have said Stroop waffles, but United got rid of them. So. Wait, what? Well maybe they didn't get rid of them. I don't know. It was Stroop waffles.
0: Okay. I hope they did get rid of them. Those are good. Those <laughs> are like the best breakfast snack, I think. Um
1: favorite airplane. Um Favorite airplane? I think actually probably the 350.
0: Okay, it's a beautiful airplane. Okay, it's the future.
2: And then, if you were to start your own airline today, oh. where would you be based?
0: And <sighs> what airplane would fly? And th- first three routes?
1: Where would I base an airline? You've been
0: asking this ask this interview type of question probably for. <laughs> No,
1: I have not been asked this question. <laughs> I have not been asked this question in a, in a very, in a very, in a very long time. Where would I start? An, where would I start an airline today? Where's where? Where's a where's a part of the world where there's not? A, oh, okay. I've got free reign to start the airline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start this airline. I'm gonna start this airline in Singapore. Interesting. Um Assuming I have full freedom to do it. And I'm going to. It's going to be a low-cost airline. We're going to fly. Actually, probably we're going to fly. We'll we'll, fly through. We'll fly through twenty ones. I'm in Singapore. It's a big market. Um, And my first three routes will be to. uh, I think Kuala Lumpur, Bangkok, and Jakarta.
0: Interesting. And why did you choose those cities?
1: Uh, they are high-volume local, local slash short regional destinations from Sing- from Singapore, and the ones that will probably be most easy to most easy to use low fares to stimulate. Sounds good.
0: I, I like it. I like it. Yeah.
2: And then for the final question, um, are you window or aisle, or does it not matter?
1: No. So, okay. So on, so having worked for a long time in senior management at Frontier, on Frontier, <laughs> on Frontier, I would always sit in the aisle because I always want to be able to talk to the crews. Um, but at, on any other airline, window. Interesting, and one
0: additional question: Do people almost always know when you're on the plane, the crew?
2: Oh yeah, that's a good one.
1: Um, so, it's an, I am so I so positive space customers show up on the manifest. Yeah. Um, so I. I've taken so far one trip. One, I have, I have retirement travel benefits from Frontier. I was there long enough to have retirement travel benefits. So I traveled on Frontier two, uh, 10 days ago to Ontario. Uh, on the way out, the crew, the flight attendants knew me, and the pilots called me into the cockpit at the end of the flight. They wanted to chat. Um, on the way back, no one said a word. So, interesting. So I think. So so I think if they if they if they're paying attention, they they're aware. Yeah. If they, if, yes. Maybe that and probably a lot don't even look at the manifest. <laughs> Or or look and and if they don't see anything, they really have to pay attention to. Don't do anything else. Yeah. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming. coming, Yeah. Yeah, and talking with us, and we probably should have given you a glass of water. (laughs) I I feel bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Two hours. It's been it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been fun. It's been it's been interesting. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been uh, it's been a really enjoyable conversation
2: good i'm glad and i don't know if you ever want to come back you're always welcome <laughs> but oh, oh, oh. it was nice to learn about your life and and your career
1: Well, well ab- ab- absolutely no it's fun to talk about and fun to fun to think about so uh, thank you
0: well thanks for everyone to uh thanks for, for listening <laughs> thanks so much for listening to this episode and uh we'll catch you next week
2: bye everyone
0: bye